Welcome back. This is Laurel. You're on Laurel's Real Money Talks. We are now part of a one and two part series. So if you missed part one, we're going to make sure we get you back there. Um, They do go together. You want to listen to part one, but it is astonishing what is coming up. Here we are, part two of Laurel's Real Money Talks. Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. What is the most recent book you've done? Talk about your most recent work. The Art of Thinking is a new book. Yeah. So talk a little bit about um, that. I think a lot of people, they, they don't know how to think properly. So, Well, the truth is most people don't think. Most people do not think at all. And it's the highest function that we're capable of. Mm-hmm. See, we're an instrument. We've got a marvelous mind. And there's a power flowing to and through us. Mm-hmm. And when that power flows into our consciousness, we give it direction. Now, most people have a program already written in their mind, and that program controls their behavior. If they just take a look at their life, they're doing the same thing over and over and over again. And I'm going to tell you, 90-some percent of the population do this. They never stop and ask themselves, why am I doing this? Why do I do this every day? And that's what people do. They're programmed to live the way they're living. They've got a book in their head that really controls their behavior. And what they should do is stop and think. They're a creative instrument. And they got all the power of the universe flowing to and through them. And they can give direction to this power to create whatever they want. That's essentially what you have done. Mm -hmm. And that's what anyone's done that's built a business. That's doing something worthwhile. And what we've got to do is quit looking at what's wrong and start looking at what's right. I don't care what the hell's going on outside. It's what's going on inside that makes the difference. And we've got to build a picture of where we're going and what we're going to do. And there's very few people that are creating their own lifestyle. They're in a habit pattern and they just keep living it day after day. We want to stop and ask ourselves, do I like the way I'm living? Do I like what I'm earning? How would I really like to live? Take and write it out how you'd really like to live and then start doing it. That's essentially what I did. I went to high school for two months. I had a bad attitude. I had um, bad routines. I had bad work record. And all of a sudden, when I read Think and Grow Rich, everything changed. Everything. I set a goal and I've never looked back. And I found out that you can spend time thinking of what's wrong and why you can't, or you can spend time thinking of what's right and how you can Yeah, Bob, I've been coining that uh, just recently. I made up this term called inherited behaviors, right? That most people live inherited behaviors. So talk a little bit about that. Like, where do people get this programming and the age? Like, I'm coming out with a book called How to Create Millionaires, How to Create Millionaire Kids, which thanks to you, Logan, which, you know, by the way, he wants to uh, spend some time with you on Zoom. He said, you know, now that I'm a man, I need to spend some time with Bob. I said, well, I'll make that happen for you. So, because you knew him when he was, you know, not even conceived yet. But a lot of that programming happens 
at an age. I remember you saying between zero and eight. So speak to that and how these inherited behaviors kind of happen. And as an adult, you know what? I think so many people are probably, you know, just swarm to listening to you is once they become aware of their inherited behaviors, how do they jump from where they are in that, I'm going to say shitty life that they are in or whatever that negativity they're in, that chasm is enormous for people to jump. But start with the, you know, where this all comes from. I call them inherited behaviors. It started when they were little. Well, the mind is a movement. The mind's not a thing. Mind is movement. And your body is the manifestation of that movement. Well, you've inherited thoughts, everything, your actions, your behavior patterns. And most people never stop and really look at themselves and look at what they're doing. And they believe they're stuck where they are. Well, of course, that is not true. We're not stuck where we are. And what we want to do is stop and realize that we are part of an infinite power that flows to and through us and waits direction from us. And if we will build an image in our mind and just think of how to execute it. I'm in a studio right now. It's a beautiful studio. We broadcast all over the world from here. Uh, multiple cameras. It's just a beautiful place. It was an image that I built in my mind and I built the studio in my backyard. And I broadcast all over the world from here. Well, what we've got to realize is that we let our limitations control us rather than our possibilities. This whole universe operates by law. We want to learn the laws. We want to gain an understanding of the power of our mind and how to utilize it and then start creating the life we want. That's essentially what you've done, essentially what I've done, and essentially what we teach people to do. And they've got to sit down and write out what they want. And don't spend five seconds thinking of why you can't have it. And don't write down things you know how to get. Write things you have no idea of how to get them. That's how creation comes about in our life. And there's no end to what we can do. Every one of us has infinite potential locked up within us. And if we can build a vision in our mind, we can execute it. We can hold it in our hand. If you can hold it in your head, you can hold it in your hand. I read that somewhere thousand years ago, I think. And, but that's true. You're a demonstration of that, and so am I. And we've watched each other do what we're doing, and that's what it is. We build pictures in our mind and go and execute it. And don't spend a second thinking of why you can't. We spend far too much time thinking of why we can't, and we don't really gain an understanding of who and what we are. We're God's highest form of creation. We have the ability to tap into a power that's creative, and we can build images in our mind. And then we can take and we execute those images and we can hold them in our hand. It's marvelous when we think of what we're capable of doing. Talk about the early years or, you know, I guess speaking to parents, right? And what they're doing in that early age where the mind is most formative. Maybe I'm not asking, you know, maybe the mind or, you know, the, the subconscious is the most programmed. Maybe a better kind of question for them. Well, you see, unfortunately, I think that when a child is born, we don't focus on their potential. We look more at what they're doing than what they're capable of doing. And we don't really teach them much about their potential. School doesn't teach us anything about our potential. I started reading this book, Think and Grow Rich. I've never stopped reading it. 
I started to read it in 1961. I'm still reading. I got it held together with elastics. <laughs> and I think what you've got to do is get plugged into information and understand, regardless of what you're reading, it applies to you. Don't let what you're doing or what you have done have any role in the game that you're playing at all. And know that we're capable of doing great things. If I can see it in my head, I can hold it in my hand. And that's what we want to understand. We've got to realize that it doesn't matter whether you have any money. It doesn't matter whether you've got any help. Nothing of that matters. You can get everything you need to build whatever you can visualize in your mind. And that's important that we understand that. So, Bob, this is probably a little vulnerable, and I don't know what you're going to say. For those of you listening, this is not pre-rehearsed at all. What did you see when we met? You know, a lot of people say... Right. <laughs> well, this is interesting. You know, I'm one of the few people. Like, oh God, I'm one of the. F- <laughs> that, that's a that's a good question, Laurel. And um, I'm one of the few people that knew Laurel before, mm-hmm. and uh, I could see absolutely astronomical potential, in it, and I thought she was screwing around with it. She wasn't really because she was being controlled by some controlling factor. It was. Money. It was the job. She couldn't quit the job. And I thought, God, if this woman ever wakes up, I wouldn't even want to guess at where she's going to go. Well, you did wake up. Um, and it wasn't too long after that I met you that you did wake up. And I don't think I woke up. I think you just were messing around with some creative stuff. And one day Laurel woke up and she looked in the mirror and she was a different person. But there's so much within us. And I watch what you do. I watch what you've created. And (laughs) it's pretty impressive. But it's all just ideas in your mind. Then you go and do it. You see, you gained a confidence in you. You start to understand there's more to you than what appears on the surface. And if you can see it in your head, you can hold it in your hand. And that's what we've got to understand. And that's what you do. And that's what you teach. Well, then you've got a, you've got an acumen for, uh, for figures, for dollars and cents. And I don't even have an interest in that area. So I don't go there, but I've got a great interest in holding an image and turning it into physical reality because we can all build images. We're image makers. And I've watched you do that and you've done it as well as anybody I know. Thank you. When I first met you, you didn't have enough confidence in yourself to step out on your own. And then all of a sudden you did and away you went. I don't really know what tipped the scales, but God, when you changed, you did change huge. It was fast. I think, well, I always say it was my 1990. It was when I got pregnant. Honestly, you introduced me to Kiyosaki. Remember you said, go to the ranch. I'm going to introduce you. This guy's got a game. And so we went to the ranch and I call those my yes energy moments where you have no idea how the how. You know, I just say you say yes and you figure it out, which is all up here where most people think I'm going to figure it out like, I'm going to figure it out, which is why they really don't have those big yes moments and those big yes gaps. But I remember at the ranch when you knew me and they laid out, they rolled out the game. Remember on that little marker thing, yeah. you sort of got a vision of the game is when Bob and I were there. And I didn't know what the hell they were going to do with that thing. But I remember Sharon saying, I'm going to go focus on the game or on the book and get the book a New York Times bestseller. And I said, well, what are you going to do with the game? And that's how it began is really like that. But if I wouldn't have 
basically called in sick, as you know, because I was a chicken. I wasn't going to quite leave that Chevron, you know, like, you know, consistency behind. But yeah. I called sick. I went to the ranch, met you, met up with you. We had already been in relationship, met Kiyosaki. And I remember the next day, the next action was on Monday fly. And I remember thinking inside, oh, shit, I got to call in sick again. Like, I called in sick to do shit people, like you asked me to do, he asked me to do, then Sharon asked me to do. And then I, you started introducing me to people. And I think, you know, what a great mentor does is uh, they do this. And you have done this profoundly well for me. It's just consistently introduced me to extraordinary people. I wouldn't have met Mark Victor Hansen and Robert Allen. I mean, the, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on and on how this all works. But those of you listening, how many of you act on those those gut instincts? Those, I, I got to call somebody and then you chicken out and you don't do it. So uh, I just appreciate you uh, bringing that and reinforcing that delight. And you were one of the few that knew me when uh, when I I would I didn't even know who I was, but 1999 I know was a pivotal year because I knew I was going to be a single mom. You knew the the biological father, you knew Logan's father, who actually they reunited last year for the first time. He was ready. He called him, so that was interesting. And uh, I just knew that I was going to be an amazing single mom, not a pathetic single mom, as I was you know challenged to be. You know that whole story. So just want to acknowledge you and uh, and everything that Bob has talked about. Uh, those of you, if you have a born rich, I don't know if you have a link or something, uh, your team could get together. I'd love to uh, let people go get it. It was a huge inspiration to uh, what changed my life and thinking. Is there, I mean, so if your team wants to uh, give a link, those of you on my side of the world, who's I think you've just. You can put a link on your site. I'll set it up and you can give it away. Perfect. I'll have it set up today. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's so switch people gears. can watch on your site. And they'll see it come up and then you can give it away. Perfect. Let's switch gears to that book you're holding in your hand. Next to that book, uh, well, actually, let's talk about that book. What's your favorite chapter, your favorite, and you can't see all of it. Like if you would only pick one of the things to study and over and over, what's your favorite? What's the thing that's inspired? Oh, goodness gracious. That'd be very difficult, very difficult, you know. You know, it depends on what time of day you ask me or what day you ask. And uh, I'm going to share with you the one, one that's, that's mine. What you're well, I think decision has to be one of the biggest ones. Okay. Because decision is going to direct you where you're going. Most people shy away from making decisions, but there's so many good ones here, you know, like the imagination. We've got to see, realize that we have an imagination and it's the most marvelous tool we've got. It'll take us anywhere. It's where everything starts. Everything we see around us, it was first originated in somebody's mind in their imagination. And everything you see is a duplicate of the real one. Like the chairs I see, the cameras, the uh, monitors here that I'm looking at in this room, they're all duplicates of some picture that a person held in their mind. And you've got a marvelous imagination. And you can build anything and everything you build, the clothes you're wearing, the jewelry you've got on, the corporation that you're part of or that you start, it's all done in the imagination. God's gifted you with the most phenomenal tool. And most people use it against themselves. They imagine something bad happening. Start to build something big with it. But I think this book, Think and Grow Rich, is one of the greatest books that's ever been written. I've never stopped studying it, ever. And I never would. I mean, we could talk again about all the reasons why people and kids' imaginations have been suppressed and blah, blah, blah. What would you say to people who say, I'm not that creative, I don't have an imagination? What do you tell them to start? What's, what's some activity 
I tell them to start by changing their attitude about who and what they are. They're God's highest form of creation. There's no such thing as a person that isn't creative. Everybody's creative. And everybody's got creative faculties within them. We have a beautiful power flowing to and through us. And when it flows into our consciousness, it has no form. We give it form. Whatever form we want. And when it flows in, it just is. It's neither bad nor good. We make it either bad or good. We've got phenomenal powers locked up within us. And we destroy, we waste it as a people. We want to stop. I've spent my life and you spend most of your life teaching people something about themselves. You're God's highest form of creation. There's no end to what we're capable of doing. But if we would recognize that we're an instrument and there's a power flowing to and through us, and we can turn that power into anything we want. We can build an image, and when we build the image, we can go ahead and build it. That's what this book is. It's nothing but the physical manifestation of an image that Napoleon Hill had. Mm -hmm. Your company is nothing but a manifestation of an image you built. The clothes you're wearing, the style of your hair, everything starts out in somebody's mind. Mm -hmm. And everybody's got a marvelous mind, and no one has any more power than another. We're all very equal in that respect. But we look at physical results and let that dictate where we're at. That's a terrible mistake. True. You know, one of the favorite ones, uh, I actually uh, did a whole recording on, I uh, when I did my Yes Energy book to explain, you just say yes and figure it out, meaning the universe is going to deliver. So um, I talked about how Napoleon talked about the libido, because I think so many people have a sexual energy orientation to it. And I said, no, it's a physical, it's when that emotion and feeling you know, and you can drive it and you can create from it. So I called it leveraging your libido. Do you know how many clicks on the internet I got? Because they thought what it was and then it wasn't. So it was kind of a fun marketing campaign. <laughs> uh, but talk about what Napoleon really meant uh, in, in those conversations of really, you know, driving through, you know, what did he call it? Sex, the, the sexual transformation. Sexual transmutation. Yep. Yeah. It's the ability to take energy and direct it whichever way you want. Most people never transmute that sexual drive that they've got. It's a creative urge. And that urge, it's either all go towards sexual intercourse or it goes towards creation. We can take and direct it any way we want. And it's an awesome power. It's the creative urge. That's exactly what it is. And that creative urge flows to and through us. We have these urges and they're powerful. And what we've got to do is learn how to control and direct them. And when we do that, I think we've figured out the trick to life. Because infinite power is at our disposal. And we've got the ability to take and direct it any way we want in our life. He talks about it in here about sexual transmutation. Mm -hmm. And um, that's really what it is. It's the creative energy. We direct it whatever way we want. Well, and I, yeah, I teach it to a lot of people who are trying to connect the dots. You know, it's also like those urges to your imagination and just spend time, you know, journaling is the other thing I learned from you. And it's not even about creating anything. It's just letting your mind flow, but putting it on paper again, over and over and over. Bob, next to Think and Grow Rich, what would be the second book that has been most valuable to you? As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. Hmm. Say a little bit more. It's an old book. It was written in 1903. It's an old English writer, but it's an excellent book. And the next one would be You Square by Price Pritchett. Mm. You Square is a phenomenal book. So 
What's next for you? You're, yeah, What's super next for me? Well, I'm still working on the same thing. Young, super young. You're going to be 87 in a few months. Uh, yeah. The same thing. What's your next big goal? You hit every country in the world. What's the next thing? Well, well next, I, I want to do 100 million in business in a year. Mm-hmm. And um, we're on track. Good. What would you tell people listening as a kind of some final remarks and final things? I tell them probably what. A man told me a long time ago, he said, Bob, you've got more power and talent and ability within you than you'll ever dream of utilizing. He said, your problem is you're ignorant. And he said, don't take that wrong. Ignorant means not knowing. We're all ignorant. But he said, there's some things none of us should be ignorant about. And that's about our own potential. And you've got to realize, just because you have never done anything of any consequence, that doesn't mean that you can't do things of consequence. And he's the one that really got me thinking. He's the one that got me reading this book. And I started to read this. And then he said, do exactly what I tell you. And he said, do it until you find out I'm lying or I don't know what I'm talking about. Now, if you will do exactly what Laurel tells you, is she going to be right all the time? No, she's going to make some mistakes. But is she going to give you the best advice she got? Yeah. Listen, the woman's earned millions of dollars. She's built a beautiful company. And um, listen to her. That's what I tell people. Do exactly what I tell you until you find out I'm lying or I don't know what I'm talking about. That's what Ray told me. That's where I started. And when I started, I was losing. I was 26. I was in debt. Never had a good job. I mean, I was, you were ready to throw away the key. I mean, it was just a mess. And like that, I changed. I changed when I decided to do exactly what he told me, regardless of what he told me. Mm-hmm. And I started to do it. He said, read this every day. And he said, you got to set a goal. And set the goal. Turn $25,000. Now, I might as well have said $25 trillion because, you know, that was way out of my reach. But it wasn't long until I started to realize $25 million wasn't very much at all. And it wasn't very long until I had it. We've got to realize we've got infinite potential, and we. this is something where we really want to understand. There's only about 5% of the people that are on the right track. 95%, although they're well-dressed and appear to be on the right, they're not on the right track. You've got to find a person that's interested in helping you, and you watch them, and they're doing well themselves. Don't listen to a person that's broke. If they're broke, that's all they can teach us how to stay broke. Listen to somebody who's made it. Do exactly what they tell you until you find out they're lying or they don't know what they're talking about. If you do exactly what Laurel says until you find out she's lying or she doesn't know what she's talking about. I don't think Laurel lies and I think she does know what she's talking about. So do what she says. And if you do that, just for a short period of time, it'll work. That's what I did. That's what Ray told me and that's what I did. And she said, I was just absolutely blown away how fast it started to change things. And I've never had to look back. Now, that doesn't mean I haven't made any mistakes. It doesn't mean I haven't lost anything. I have lost and won over the years, but I'm way ahead of the game. And I've been doing it now since 1961, October the 21st, 1961. And it just keeps getting better. And it will. So I think that's what everybody's got to do. Like, I think you have demonstrated results. You really know what the hell you're doing. And if you don't know what she knows, do what she says. And Tell you find out she's lying or she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's earned more damn money than anybody you probably know. I mean, she understands. You understand money better than most people I know. And uh, 
If I want to understand money, you're the person I'd go to to find out about it. Yeah, Bob, I appreciate you so much. I have one last question, just because it is, uh, and I don't even like to ask you the question, and you're going to roll your eyes. But people, we got in trouble here. We got a little dog in the way. That's all right. Sorry, go ahead. What do you say to people who say I have failed too much? I just, you know. I'm, I'm a failure. I'm like, and I know it's not in your mind, but or even the bumps in the road. Like what, a book I want to write with a lot of my multimillionaires is how we failed our way to millions. Because I, I just want to like spotlight on. Well, you know, that's, it's funny you say that because that's sort of what Price Pritchett said. You're going to have to shoot my little dog here in the studio. Price Pritchett says a rocket fails its way to the moon. And it does. And that's what we do. We fail our way to our goal. It's crack, 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 crack. We do it, it doesn't work, we crack, crack, crack. And that's what people got to do. But they got to keep their sight on the target that they're shooting at. Yep. Well, and I love the word. I knew you'd give it a word because I want to go, you know, back to all my clients with a better word. I like it's just correct because I don't ever see it as a failure. You know, I would say you run into a wall, you get a few bruises. You're not supposed to walk down that hallway. So you're going to turn around, you have to figure something else out. That urge yeah. of creativity that keeps you moving to your goal. What's your, what's your little dog's name since we're going to include him? You got a little treat. <laughs> That's Dolly. Just give her a little treat. Maybe she'll stop barking. I bring her to work all the time. I love it. So, Bob Proctor, you've inspired my life. You've inspired so many people around the world. And I just appreciate our time together again. And uh, look forward to doing more. And uh, the next time we're going to see each other will be with my very small son that I sent you pictures of. Uh, and, Super. Uh, Logan, he wants to have a, he's, he's, we actually talked about it last night. I told him about interviewing you this morning. He said, well, the two men that I need my own time with, mom, not with you, is Bob Proctor and John D. Martini. He said, they changed your life. He said, I, I need some effect on, on my life. I said, got it. So that's one of our next. Well, ones. you know, I have watched you from, uh, back when we first met mm-hmm. and I've watched you change. I watched you change so much. And you've changed so many lives. Um, you do really good work. You really do good work. And I would recommend anybody, if you want, if you want to earn money, that's the lady to talk to. Now I can show you how to earn money, but she shows you how to get the money to earn money. And that's really the trick because then you can go to bed and it just keeps earning it for you. <laughs> you've done a phenomenal job, Laurel. It's been a pleasure being here with you. Thank you. And I appreciate you and you've inspired me my whole life. So I appreciate you. Thank you for being here, those of you on uh, Laurel's Real Money Talks. So, again, if you have any questions or requests from the podcast, you will have the show notes in uh, the link below as well. Go to asklaurel.com, A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L.com. Ask any question, make a request. Our team will be right back with you. Till next time. Thanks, Laurel. It's been a profit and a pleasure. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. 
So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week. 